a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. KSL News Time, 345. The three things you need to know this hour first. Utah lawmakers are giving full unanimous support to a bill that would require police to first get parents' permission before they release the names of murder victims who are minors. I'm KSL News Radio's Amy Kobe. Second, a Utah social media influencer, Taylor Paul, has been charged with a domestic violence incident where she allegedly threw a metal bar stool at her boyfriend. Charges say she hit her five-year-old daughter while aiming at her partner. Third, our biggest traffic trouble spot. Salt Lake City PD on the scene of an accident at 1700 South, 1500 East. Valley Freeway traffic rolling along. For the most part, there's one stretch of slowdowns, and that's southbound going from Murray to Sandy. Ricky Meese in the KSL Traffic Center. Dry and cold this afternoon, but another round of snow in the wings. I'm Matt Johnson. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 39, breezy in Salt Lake City, and time for the KSL In-Depth. The legislature, among many other issues this last week of the session, is taking up ESG legislation, to which all of Utah rises up as one and asks, what is ESG? (laughs) Well, joining us live, hopefully with an answer, KSL at Night co-host Derek Brown. So what is it, and why are some lawmakers against it? Well, ESG stands for Environmental and Social Governance. And there are probably 30 to 35 bills at the legislature right now on this topic. I mean, in terms of political issues that seem to come and go and kind of spike, this is a big one. And it tends to do, this tends to do with forcing companies to act in accordance with or not accordance with it, like an agenda, a political agenda of sorts. And so. So is this kind of like. Oh, our mutual fund, like let's say Vanguard or something, we will not invest in oil companies because they are evil. Does this deal with that kind of thing? It's that kind of thing, not investing in oil companies or or investing in them specifically because of their viewpoint on, say, climate change and their commitment to zero net emissions or, or that sort of thing. So these are private companies. Why does the Utah legislature care? Well, I, a part of it is that the Utah – we have the uh, like the treasurer of the state of Utah, who, by the way, will be on, on KSL at night tonight, Mar- 
Arlo Oaks, and we'll ask him about this. But the, the state of Utah has a lot of assets and contracts with a lot of these private companies. And so the reason they care is I think they're, they're basically saying we either want you to invest or not invest based on a number of these things because the state has a lot of assets. So this is about state money being invested with this environmental social governance in mind. Utah lawmakers don't like it very much at all. Exactly. And and frankly, we've got, as I'm looking at the clock here, 70, what's eight, 79 hours left of the legislative session. So we'll see a lot of action here in the next couple of days because it wraps up Friday at midnight. Derek, you would know. How do they do this? They have 30 bills just on this subject alone, aside from everything else that's running around on the floor right now. They have 72 hours to get it done. The clock strikes midnight, Friday night, and that's it. How do they do good governance at the state capitol? I I think there's a lot of caffeine right now. I mean, they've probably seven or 800 different bills. My guess is over half of them are going to be law come a month from now. And so there's just, it's a lot of frenetic activity and everyone goes into it planning for 45 days and knowing when the clock strikes midnight, it's over. And so this is this is that mad rush period of time right now. But is there any opportunity to reflect and think about what a good law might be or not to contemplate? I mean, I've read some of these bills. They're impossible to read. They're barely in the English language. and And yet they're going to have to decide on 700 of them that's 10 an hour it's it is it's an exhausting experience i served in the house for a while and i can tell you that these things come up and a lot of times you got to be on your toes and you've got to know because as you just said a lot of them will appear and then a day later they'll be in a committee and the committee members have to vote on these bills and so there's there's a lot of this you know sort of last minute stuff coming up and that's probably the downside of having a quick 45 day session as opposed to just a year-long session like other states like, say, California or New York. I'm a little bit worried. We're doing this show from the Capitol on Friday. And I'm thinking when we want interviews with state lawmakers, they're just going to say, no time, got to run, see ya. And that's going to be about it. That might be it because they're they are going nonstop. They will be voting starting early in the morning, literally up until midnight. And if a bill doesn't make it, if a bill is a moment away from passing at midnight and it doesn't pass – it literally dies. It doesn't kind of go back and start from where it was. It dies until the next session. And the rest of Utah wakes up Saturday morning to find out what Utah law <laughs> is going to be in the years to come. Exactly. All right. Thanks a lot for joining us. Derek Brown is going to be on KSL at night, one of our co-hosts starting at 7 this evening. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, 
follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.